face the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilization, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Greetings, salutations, and welcome to Retrek. I'm Captain Jim. With me, of course, Sir Admiral Elliot. Hi there. And Dr. Squee. Drag on, drag on, drag on. And this week, we're here to talk about the latest episode of Strange New Worlds, Under the Cloak of War, which is... I, I'm noticing there's a trend light-hearted now. Romp, light-hearted romp of an episode. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> romp com again. No, but the, there is a trend. If you look at the two seasons, you have the not as funny as it thinks it is Spock and T'Pring episode every season. <laughs> you have the Ahura does cool language skills episode every season. Then you have the standout episode of the season that gives Mabenga a chance to do some proper acting. And yep. you have an alternate universe Kirk episode every season. So that's half your season written before you even start thinking about it. That's true. And oh man, yeah, what what an actor. Uh, you know, I know I say this all the time, but uh, what range he has, he can play kind of like comedy. He can play this kind of like huge, serious drama, PT, PTSD. Um, I don't think there's a, a shade of acting this guy cannot do. No, he's been fantastic. Yeah, and yeah throw it at him and he does it. I just. And then. I, then you throw into the mix. Who do you throw in the mix? You throw in Clint fucking Howard. That's how, who. Yeah. And, and not only... Oh, I love Clint Howard. But I know, but I spent you? half the episode trying to remember who he played in Discovery and if this could be the same character or not. And oh, I, was he in... Yeah, he was in the season one finale of Discovery, so I was trying to do mental gymnastics ah. and go, right, so that's a flashback, <laughs> so it could be the same character, but I can't remember who he really played, so I don't know. Anyway, before we get into the episode, we have not just Trek news, we have Retrek news, specifically news about us. And whoa, 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 Retrek news, there we go. You can't talk without the banner there. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And so we will do the grand unveiling, which may be slightly delayed due to computer lag, but let's give it a go. So our big news is... Destination Trek, which is the UK's biggest Star Trek convention have, for some mad reason, agreed to let us do a show um, in the middle of their their huge big Star Trek convention. So on the bill, you've got Chekhov's there, um, both Dax's, Nurse Chapel, Book has just been announced today, Martok's there, and us. So... We are very, very, very excited about it. We're going to be we doing... Oh, I need a news like this. We're going to be doing the live Star Trek Top Trumps, which if you follow Dr. Squee, Squee Fest, we did that a couple of years ago, and that was a load of fun. Uh, but we're going to be presenting it live at Destination Trek. We don't know what day yet. They're still ironing out the... Um, the schedule and everything, but as soon as we know, we will we will share all that information. But 
And not only is it the kind of same uh, game we played before, we've add, we're adding new rounds. New and, rounds. And you've uh, seen it before. You haven't seen it like this. No. And um, like PowerPoint and yeah, PowerPoint. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, you've seen how good our technical skills are with react. how quickly we got that picture up on screen. So. <laughs> yeah. Wait until you see my technical skills. Yeah. Oh. It's it's going to be fantastic. So that's uh, for anyone who doesn't know that event is taking place in i want to say two weeks time two weeks on friday it starts birmingham metropole right next to the nec yeah, 18th of august 18th to the 20th it's a massive three-day event i've listed off some of the the trek guests who are going to be there i know i've missed some out because they're they're announcing them not not quite by the hour, but they've announced about three in the last 24 hours. So, uh, uh, Just one thing. Uh, we will be having audience participation. We will. And yeah. we may have a couple of prizes for the... Unique prizes. Yeah. So if you are going to Destination Trek, come and say hi. We'll probably be at the bar. Um, when we're not on stage. What? Us? Never. We yeah, don't we? Actually, maybe not with Hilton. They're quite, quite. If you're listening, Hilton, if you want to throw us a drinks rider in there and we, we will big up how great the Hilton is, which I think it's a... After our game show debut at Destination Star Trek, like, uh, don't worry, people will be, yeah, we will be the toast of the event. We will be having drinks. That's it. People, drink. people will be buying them alone for in us. the hotel. You're right, you're right, you're absolutely yeah. right. Um, so, yes, anyway, enough enough of us and our uh, global stardom. We'll, we'll go back to talking about actual Star Trek now. So, But, yeah, keep an eye on our uh, Facebook group for more announcements, timings, everything, as and when. Uh, but mostly, yeah, if you go into Destination Trek, we will see you there. I mean, dude, it's not just like getting like it's always an honor to be able to do anything at a con and be able to uh, do stuff live like this. But this is official Star Trek, you know. Star Trek run this yeah. event. We are, we are, are at, we we are on the bill at, at eight. It's not official anymore. Like I say, it's it's an event of the people, and that's what I think is important. That's it. The trackies. Yeah. <laughs> It is. It is in... to cut. <laughs> yeah. So we're we're at the the unofficial Star Trek convention, but it is the biggest Star Trek convention Star Trek in the UK, yeah. and it's run by the same guys who ran the official one. So you know, yeah, good ass. Good ass. Official actors from the official show. So it has got the official actors from the official shows. It's the first time they've done it at the Metropole as opposed to the NEC. It is. And what, um, is that you're going to be more interacting with the actual yep. guests because people are going to be in a hotel with you. <laughs> exactly, milling about, and um, yeah, it's going to be it's good. It's going to be a really good event either way, and we'll yeah, only bring the tone down ever so slightly for for forty five minutes of it. So yeah, if someone can um, put some uh, gold sequins on a. Um arm sling for me that'd be grand oh we can do that i'm sure we can do that yeah. someone must have had an, an arm someone must have had an arm injury in star trek at some point yeah i'm not sure if i'll have a costume or not because i've lost weight mm -hmm. so the one i had doesn't fit anymore it's too yeah 
I am annoyed I don't get to wear Dragon 2.0. I was looking forward to that, but there's yeah, yeah, no way you can like have it half on it. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It doesn't. The you can save work. it for the weekend. Yeah. Save it for the weekend. It's cool. It's cool. We can now. Yeah, I think. Oh, I've got an idea. I'll talk to you. Talk afterwards. to us after the show. Let, let's talk out. about Under the Cloak of War. Let, let, let's let's do what let's we're, we're here yeah. to let's do. Set, now, we've had tapping news. Now, let's bring it a bit sadder. <laughs> yes, because this was a pretty intense episode. Um, I, 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 I was trying to think, and this is possibly one of the darkest episodes mm. I've ever had. Yeah, I must admit, it did give me some mixed feelings. I mean, it did, don't get me wrong, as an episode, pure gold, excellently written, excellently acted as a piece of TV. My only slight qualm is it is Star Trek. Like, I know we have had uh, wonderful episodes like uh, Under the Pound Moon Night, where, you know, you do these Faustian deal with the devils. Uh, very sparingly, though, in Star Trek, as I think it should be. But this... This is proper dark in Star Trek. It's, I, yeah. it, it almost feels a bit too dark to, to Star yeah, Trek. I mean, I don't it know. I, I mean, if, I, I, if it's part of his journey and we see him later redeemed a bit more, fine. But at the moment, you know, it's... It's I think Mabenga going that dark. I think DS9... Uh, the, the, the difference is DS9 was... A syndicated show in the 90s this is a streaming show in the 2020s so you can go a lot darker within that remit but yeah. i think yeah, yeah i think the intent of it i think ds9 went here like with the episode where nog loses his leg and the was it not the battle to the strong the klingon uh war yeah. episode and there's definitely shades of the episode duet in this with the the character without, dynamics without a doubt like we had an interesting chat me and james about this at the weekend and you were saying that you found it a bit funny that was a flashback episode mm. and I, then i pointed out no it's actually what happened in the past it isn't flashbacks. well yeah well it is flashbacks but normally when we talk flashbacks tv shows we show we're showing things that we've seen on the show previously yeah, it's new so information in it, flashbacks. It, 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 yeah, I think you can. There, there is both as a temp. I know what you mean. I, I, yeah, there are. Yeah, the it's not a it's there. not a clip show, and we're not retreading yeah, old we, ground. But that's what you, that's what you normally mean by a flashback show. Mm. I think for me it was, and it, the second time through it, it didn't it it didn't bother me. The first time through. I felt like we were cutting back to the the past a, a bit too often when I was more interested in what was going on in the present. Yeah, the I second think... time watching it, I, I maybe because you know you, you've got your expectations set as to what I... you're going to get, uh, it flowed a lot better I... for me second time. I think round. it's quite clever because this is the A and the B plot, and the A and the B plot start the same characters basically. Yeah. No, I agree. Just at, different just at different times. No, as I said, second time through, it it, it worked on, on all levels for me. First time through, I found it a little bit distracting and I didn't feel... The first time through, I, I, I felt like some of the flashback scenes were a bit redundant, like we were we weren't getting anything new whereas the second time i sort of just appreciated the flavor they added to it yeah. so yeah it, it, it was worked. Sort of like they were building up like the tension and the stress yeah. of the 
and it's of the situation they were in, which is what ultimately drew, drives Mabenga to what he does. Yeah, absolutely. And no, it, it definitely worked much more for me the the second time in that respect. I mean, I thought it was a great episode the first time round, but I was. It almost felt like. Do you remember when Lost got crap? So I, I haven't watched Lost. Right, it it got crap. Yeah. Um, There's more than one stage where it got crap. Yeah, but I'm, I'm talking specifically in season three where oh, yeah. where the, they got renewed again and they were like, oh, well, we kind of know where the story's going. Spoiler, they didn't, but that's another discussion completely. <laughs> um, but they were like, we kind of know where the story's going, but you keep renewing us for 20-odd episodes, so we've got to start treading water. And until they actually said, right, you've got this many episodes left, you got these stupid filler episodes, and the most notorious is the one where Jack goes and flies a kite in the flashback. And them ones you used to switch off, you'd be like, well, every time it does a flashback, it's it's pointless. It's not telling me anything. It's about Jack getting his tattoo and flying a kite. And oh, yeah. I'm not That's saying good. even the first time through I thought this was that bad, but... I had a, a a similar thing where I was like, do we need to keep doing these? Like, get me back to the A plot. That's what I care about. But second time, loved it. I appreciated much more for what it was doing. Anyway, Klingon ambassador then. So we meet our ambassador, Ra. Can I renew my objection to the uh, makeup? Just, I'm sorry. Like, don't get me wrong. Again, vast improvement on that discovery. Um, just ridiculousness, like which they flash back to. Why would you ever remind us of that? They but had it in the previously worse. on, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, why would you do that? But the new one, it's it's weird. It's like it's. It, I think what it's it is is I think it's designed to come on and off easier. Maybe it kind of goes over the top. You so mean less you hair. mean so they haven't got to um, spend less time three four hours in makeup on the morning and then mm. another exactly. But it just looks cheap to me. It just doesn't look. Like I that. think it's so uh, Klingons can it's do like humor. Tommy Cooper style humor, like they'll just go around like, <laughs> and like doing it's little like, things. I, with I, don't even, I, I don't mind them doing that uh, dome look. I think that could look fine, but it's just it just looks cheap. It just looks. Obviously, I didn't think you were too yeah. bad. Maybe it's because I'm still like traumatized by Discovery Klingons <laughs> that anything that and looks like a normal so, Klingon. And this is such an improvement. Yeah. Of what what I, had in I think it's just bugging me because it's so close to next generation goodness. Yeah, true. <laughs> what what I did like in the way they dealt with this, like you said, in, in the previously on, we did have a shot of Discovery to, to establish the remain Klingon thing. And it's like, mm. we really... Yeah, that's in dialogue in the episode. They say, oh, that yeah, was our war cry. You, you really didn't need to remind us of that. As if maybe it's to stop all these people who moan on YouTube, uh, unlike us, who we, we talk very positively on YouTube. So, you know, we don't fall into that. Most of the time. Most of the time, yeah. <laughs> when uh, they but, so, so maybe it's to shut them up. Maybe they're like, right, if we're going to say that that was the battle cry, we better put proof in. Otherwise, someone will go, oh, well, I think you'll find it wasn't the battle cry. Anyway. Uh, my point is, they did that in the previously on. And then when we get to the end of the episode and we see the Klingons in the past, they're just like, you know what, just use normal Klingons. Let, let's not even pretend <laughs> it were Discovery Klingons. Yeah. And so yeah. it's it's the best way of retconning something because it's 
it's retconning something by looking at the audience and going, yeah, we got that totally wrong. So can we just pretend that didn't yeah. happen? Yeah, and... we, hold our, we hold our hands <coughs> up. We're really sorry that we ever did that. Yeah. Can we move on, please? We're, we're trying our best to put it out. Yeah, so even when we show Although we're old not Klingons... Although we will never apologise for showing Klingon Norks. We felt this was important. No, they would never apologise for that, and nor should no. they. Um, but it was an important bit of movie or TV history. A, it was when Star Trek were being really edgy and dark. It were like we can do a PTSD trauma rape scene, boom, <laughs> and everyone went, oh, okay." Mm. Anyway, that was a joke. so um, I, I do still think Discovery season one holds up for for what it was trying to do. I prefer how we've got Star Trek now. Well, timeline was not. Um, but. I, I still think that as a I, I, as a thing enjoyed, in and of itself was fine. I yeah. enjoyed. Um, I really enjoyed season one of Discovery, I, and I was so happy to have Star Trek back. I loved it. I really, really enjoyed season two with Pike, and that's led to Strange New Worlds because yeah. I was a, a lot of us really loved season two of Discovery. Mm-hmm. And can we leave it I think there? I can see where this no, is no, going. Season three, season, three, season three, I thought we uh, quite enjoyed when they yeah, went to... Yeah, quite enjoyed season three. Season three wasn't too bad. I enjoyed that one. Yeah, season three was okay. And we'll leave it there. Um, yeah, there, there we will leave it. Okay, yeah. so we get, the Klingon, we get the Klingon ambassador. He's on the ship. And we're getting these different reactions. So we're, we're getting this thing of, like, Ahura's listing all his accolades. He's done this, he's done that, he's done the other. And Ortegas is like, ah, but they called him the butcher of... I don't know why Ortegas talks like what, that now. What, what I do like <laughs> is that Ortegas is explaining it to Ahura. And, you can, and Pike makes a point in his log at the beginning. He goes, most of my crew mm. were young and never served in the war. But some of them did. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the ones who've been transferred on because the Enterprise was was sent away. And yeah. if if you want to know the story of what the Enterprise did, read the novel The Enterprise War. Um or don't because quite clearly what it is is someone who has written a Warhammer 40k novel and they've gone, "Can you make that into a Star Trek novel?" They've gone, "Yeah." Are you just yeah, going to no, change no, the no. names? Is that all you're going to do? No, 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 no. No, no, it will be totally... I will make it completely Star Trek. You, you're not... You promise you're not just going to change the name Primaris Lieutenant to uh, Lieutenant Spock? No, I promise it will not read like a 40K novel. And it doesn't. So if you want to know what happened there, um, check that out. John Jackson Miller's not a destination Trek, is he? If he is, I hope he hasn't seen this. Um... Anyway, oh, if he, actually, I'll see if he wants a game of Warhammer 40k. Something tells me he plays. Anyway, um, so Spock is trying to make a Raptorino, but it's too hot. And I do like this this undercurrent of, is this guy going to snap? Like, it's like, you know, because to all intents and purposes, at this point, we believe is this butcher and we're being set up to think he's putting this on like this is an act and so there is this little thing of oh he's made it too hot is the guy gonna and i I do enjoy the guy's performance is it's interesting that um they have this the little replicator yes you see replicating and i i know there's going to be a load of people who will complain at this. Mm-hmm. 
but they had cuts in the original in the Star Trek movies. But we see them; they go to the hatches, don't they? Yeah, they do. They they, they got them out of the hatch, didn't they? So it's yeah, Elliot, like Elliot, in... what's the motion you're doing on the camera there? That looked filth. <laughs> yeah, behave yourself. Um, but yes, Does you're right. Break after dark just yet. Um, I have no problem with it, by the I way. don't have I, a big I, problem with it. It's cool to see a little replicator. And you know what? If you want to headcanon it, they're really trying to impress this ambassador. So they've given them the special experimental tiny replicator so yeah, they can show off right, to so the ambassador. Small. Exactly. They, they had them, but they had them with little food chips before. They just had. Yeah, you went and put yeah. your chip in, and then the hatch yeah. opened. And yeah, they were pro replicators already. There were replicators like when... in the background. We just never saw it. Yeah, when but the, got... the, you had some which worked on chips, some which worked without the little. What you've got to bear in mind is that we already have 3D printing technology. Yeah. You have 3D printing, 3D food printers, so it's not unreasonable to extrapolate that they have the this technology. Yes, right? exactly. You've got There are changes that are, have to be made that you have to go... Right, in the 60s, the, the communicator looked really cool. Our mobile phones do more than the communicators in the 60s Star Trek did. <laughs> yeah, our mo mobile phones do more than the computers that they use to do the effects for Star Trek did. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's that um, famous fact that, uh, you know, the, the uh, smartphones got more processing power than the uh, moon landing did. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh, yeah. Getting back to the actor, though. Yes. Oh, sorry. No, no, carry on. Uh, getting back to the actor. Yeah, I just I thought it was a wonderful performance. Did you guys watch The Walking Dead? Some of it. He reminded me of, uh, I don't know if you got this far, but there's a guy called Ezekiel who. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, a really great, really large, jolly performance, yeah. but also. And they killed his bloody tiger, the bastards. Oh, yeah, yeah. They wanted to after that CGI tiger in that episode. No, I got fed up with Walking Dead when they decided to walk up a train track for half a season. There. Oh, I got past that, but the card were marked from that point I've got, onwards. I've got the last two seasons still to watch. And then you've got the eight different got... spin-offs. Yeah, they just launched another one. Maybe yeah. City of the Walking Yeah, Dead. City of City of Negan and Maggie, and then there's the Rick and Michonne show, then there's the Daryl show. It's like, why did you bother cancelling the original show? You've got the entire <laughs> cast. Anyway. Let's not start on The Walking Dead. So, yeah, what I was going to say about the actor's performances, what I really like about it is he does sell this ambiguity and the idea that the, this guy's trying too hard, like he's a little bit too self-righteous at times, like when he's talking to Mabenga and he's like, I will help you and I will help you heal and some people just need more help healing like that person and it's like, at some point you... You've got to take a step back and view yourself within context and go, I I know why that person's upset with me. You can't impose the way yeah. you feel on them and you can't make them do it by being nicey-nicey. <laughs> and I really love the way he plays that. Like You, you can never tell if, if it is a bit of an act or if he genuinely feels like this, whether he's self-deluded, whether he's talked himself into this. I, I just think it's re a really nice, led performance that he gives. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, 
it kind of reminds me of that thing in like uh, you know we've all had friends who before they've found a breakthrough with something which worked for them and then they try to sell it to everyone else and in their mind all they're doing is helping out their friends because you know they've learned this great secret to life is through doing this like it might be a religion or it might be anything you know it might just be something they're really into which cleanse you know cleansing diets or whatever and they are so set on selling you on it and it's like dude the more you try and sell me on it the less i want to hear about it it's just uh, but in this case obviously you've then got the added sensitivity factor yeah it's like um, people have been through trauma here he's like, he's a reformed smoker this klingon he's he's one of them guys oh, who just hate them bastards there you go <laughs> you see so anyway, so yeah, I really like how he plays it. Let, let's talk about the the flashbacks a little bit then, because we get this caption, and it says the moon of Jigal a few years ago. It's like, why are we usually we say three years ago, or it, it just seems odd <laughs> that they decided let's be a little bit ambiguous about it. I, I don't. Yeah, just an odd choice. Uh, it doesn't affect anything, but it's just already strange. You well, timeline doesn't really work with the original series. So why why um why, why worry about it now? Yeah, it's just a bit of an odd one. I don't. Well, it's fitting into the discovery one, and I think hmm. I think it's based on how we've seen our time canon, because discovery sort of jumped through time as well, and and changed time and shit, didn't it? It did. So I think that's why they're sort of going, well, when exactly when did this happen? Because things changed and things sort of removed, so... Maybe. It, it, might not, it might not fit quite in with how you think the timeline. If we say it was two years ago, you might go, oh, well, Yeah, maybe like, it's to avoid... Yeah, maybe it is to avoid exactly those arguments. Like, yeah. no, it says two years ago, but I think if you look at the star date, you'll find that it's actually only one point five. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, good point. It's at least a year ago, but yeah. well, a few normally, a few three or more, three, three and less than five. Right, three between five, three and I five think. years ago, we'll go yeah. with that. Yeah, I just. Uh, Sorry, this just made so very random thought, but you made me think it now, so I'm gonna say it. Uh, well, in Discovery, in Discovery, in the future, when they've got they talk about time travel, they say it's been banned uh, due to all the shit that went down. Yes, but yeah. the time travel's been banned. Given that time, like it's traveling between different times, wouldn't it have to be banned in all times. Yes, it would. It's. So it's banned in all times, but it's not. It's, it's banned in all times, except it, for the times it's where it's already the, been used, because you'd have to use time travel to stop them using time travel in the past. Yeah, it's one of them exactly. paradox. It's one of them paradoxes that you have to have the time travel that occurs to have the time war to get to the point where you ban all time. Yeah, so you can't ban it from all of time. Uh, points of time travel. But all, all all you can do is ban any future time travel occurring. Yeah. Conversations like this why I love this it's show. One of, it's one of them real weird paradoxes yeah. to ban you time can, travel. You because can... you need certain points to be able to get to a stage where you go, we need to ban time travel. Yeah, you can ban it from that point onwards. So if anyone from that point does new time travel, then that's banned. 
But if someone who did time travel before that point comes school. forward to a point after it was banned, then surely that's not banned because they didn't know it was banned when they did it. Well, I'm just going to congratulate you on a very full answer. I am going to answer this. Time policing Voyager, they were for the, from the 27th century. They were? Discovery jumped forward to the 29th century. Yes. Time travel had been banned. Been banned which is after time so the yeah the time police were allowed to police the time before it was banned um it's been banned in voyage in discovery's future timeline correct it's like i think the way you've got to think about it is if you go somewhere where alcohol is banned but you're already pissed from when you were somewhere that it wasn't banned they can't stop you being pissed because you drank that where it won't banned. If you cross the border to Saudi. Yeah, so if you get pissed on the plane, you're already pissed and they go, right, we've crossed into Saudi airspace, we can no longer serve alcohol. They can't go, you are no longer pissed. They don't come around and slap you till you... Or maybe they do, I don't know. That only happens to foundation. Right. I just like uh, the idea that uh, the, the... uh, the chief of time police gets called into the mayor's office. He has to hand in his uh, badge, his gun, your plutonium. Okay, here's your plutonium. Time rotor and the spare one, the one you keep in your angle holster. Yeah. And it's yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme because he's a time cop. So there we go. In fact, that's who you need. You need Jean-Claude. Anyway. Um, I will open the time vortex. With my kickboxing. Yeah, well, he does, doesn't he? He does that split sink kitchen. Yes. Good is that. I'd say one, it was rubbish, wasn't it? But anyway. Um, okay, so stuff that's going on in the past then. You have this thing where it's, oh, well, he's too injured, but we can store him in the pattern buffer, and this comes into play later on. And well, the- I, I, I'm just off to say that um, Scotty read these reports and he thought, that is a fucking great idea. Yeah. And he remembered it in Relics. Yep. He was just like, just don't delete it because <laughs> that don't work out. But the the storing it in the buffer bit, fine. You say that, that's the bit that Scotty never tells you is that he actually set the other guy to delete to give his... Uh, his uh, oh, yeah, that's a good face. point. Yeah, Scotty's <laughs> like... Hey, oh, no. Oh, you snooze, you lose, laddie. Beep. We've yeah. got an interesting comment here, and I'm trying to think if we can think of any. Oh, go on, then. Your I Mega. Just I just don't like that we don't have German representation. Ooh. Like it's... That's a very good I mean, point. I can't think of any good representation. Well, I'm willing to say the word for it. And, and it's quite amazing, because in Europe, Star Trek is huge in Germany. It is, yeah. That's a very... I feel like there must be, but I... Certainly no main characters. They've done them as villains in TOS yeah. and they did it in Enterprise, but yes. it's sort of like Germans as a character. Yeah. And obviously we're, we're ripe to do it now and kind of for a long time we have been, but I mean, I could imagine, not that Gene Roddenberry didn't want to do it, but probably the network stopped using Germans. Yeah, just, maybe it was still a bit of a... Like, yeah, oh, it's like interesting a because, like... Star Trek is probably the second most popular country for Star Trek is probably Germany. No, but I reckon at the time it was probably 
I reckon he he was they they probably sort of struck a deal. It's like you can have a Russian, which like Russian tensions were very high at the time. Yeah, but you can't have a German. I I I wouldn't be in the original, but I mean we've got no no excuse ever since. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's a, that. Uh, yeah, certainly not a main character. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't even think of a character who's hinted at having any sort of Germanic heritage. No, that's a really interesting point. Um, and this episode doesn't do anything to address it, so um, yeah, we're not we're not going to get out of that we're in one. Your flavor, though. You, no, you, we can't help with that name? one, your mega. No, your mega, your mega. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. That is a very good point. We will watch it next episode. There'll be a German character. We'll be like, ah, there we go. They listen because they do listen to us, as we've proved when they made that Spock episode, especially for Doctor Squeeze. So. Yeah, Japan was a near enemy and no problem soon. No, I, I honestly think yeah. you Omega. Know, what I just same meant was probably the the. I think the overall feeling kind of of uh, fear for American network at the time. Not even necessarily. I don't know the positive American mm. people at the time, but I think. I think it probably still would have been against. Uh, uh, against Germany over, I mean, that, and there was probably some dealing which Gene Roddenberry did. As I that said. is a but, good yeah. point, though, because in in terms of obviously Star Trek is an American show, and the theater of war that they fought in was largely Japan. So, so yeah, it, on paper, yeah. it it shouldn't yeah. necessarily be that different. I mean, I don't I don't know whether it it's a conscious thing, maybe. Maybe they felt, you know, it's more important to have representation for an Asian American and for. Um, I think that the you other... had a lot of. I think at the time you had a lot of Americans were scared of nuclear war, so that's yeah, why brought the Russian. Russian. Did did um did uh, um because I know um when D- uh, uh, James Doohan when he was uh, auditioning for Scotty he did a few voices before they landed mm. on Scotty thank thank God he landed on Scottish it fit the name so much better uh, English he would have been weird uh, but yeah I, I I know he did a few voices I wonder if he did a German because I think uh, he did a Russian I, think I, I mean I, I I love then, I love James Doohan I love James Doohan's performance I am Check not sure him doing a German accent um would be no, I mean, necessarily the best one. thing for representation. Um, but it's more for Scottish, but there we go. Yeah. So Some no, Scottish people. That's, that's an interesting one. I'm guessing one. your is one of our German friends, but... Yeah. I would guess so. Yeah. No, we, we, we will cheer for the German, you know. We, like, it, it's our mission now as well. We will keep an eye out for it, definitely. I'm going to go get my Star Trek encyclopedia down and see if I can find anything, but... Um, and yes, I do have the internet, but you know what? It's my phone. It's a big, nice book. Um, okay, so... It's Then, yeah, the, I like some of the scenes in the present where you've got... Spock is, like, sort of trying to be a good boyfriend, even though they're not official boyfriend-girlfriend, and he's trying to do it yeah. in a Vulcan way, and... It, regardless of what your feelings may be on this particular relationship, I think all of that is done quite well how he he's sort of wanting to be protective of chapel but there's this thing of well we we haven't notified people that we're together and we don't want to so he can't be overtly like it but also he's trying to be vulcan so he can't be overtly like it so there's all these different things going on i did enjoy the fact they used his intellect it's like uh as i say i think 
they play too much just on the logic side of it or mm. the emotional logic thing um, in this version of Spock. So it's really nice that when he was trying to distract the um, uh, the Klingon ambassador, he kind of came out with uh, Sanzu and uh, a Klingon yeah. warrior uh, literature. I, th- I thought it was a really clever, really, really nice Spock moment. And maybe even... It was very Spock, but I I can't think of something exactly like that which Spock's done before. Like it's a it's a, it's a nice new use of Spock. I felt like almost. I think there was also an element though to me of well, it's nice that he tried, but it's like oh, you don't like him talking about all the pieces done. I'll get him to talk about war. Now that's not going to traumatize <laughs> you in any way. So I was like, mm, what, uh, okay, what, Spock. I, I, I tell you what. I tell you what is interesting about this is that. At this point of Spock, he's taken an interest in Klingons and yeah, yeah, and the what? culture, and this plays right into Star Trek Six. Yeah, true. Yeah. That I, is I the like, one that's gone for it. <laughs> I like the fact that they, um, yeah, I did think uh, a little bit over the dinner scene. This was maybe a bit yes, at the end a bit of, the of that. But, uh, but yeah, I I just thought it was really interesting that they. Um, it's like I, I I can't think of another time that. Spock, which he would used a species, it was almost like um, species relevant information to yeah. mysterious logic like that. You know, he was he was going deep cuts into like their culture from a logical angle, mm-hmm. which is a very Spock thing to do. Which, as I say, I don't think we've ever seen. So I, I no, that was really, really good. They should have said though. Oh, you mean Sun Tzu, which is better in the original Klingon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should have just claimed they wrote that. What's interesting as well, though, is this whole setup of going for a dinner that um, Pike says sort of halfway through uh, the episode. He's like, oh, well, Starfleet have told us we've got to be even nicer to them and I've got to make the people who did serve in the war talk to them specifically. It's like, all right, oh, Starfleet, yeah. you know, just yeah. Yeah, yeah. let, let yeah. them hide and not cause any bother. You don't yeah, have to... Let me jump on that one. Sorry, just very quickly, because there was a point in that, because... In the same speech, he, he goes goes in saying, "Hey, if you need some time out, that's cool. I'm here if you, you we're still people." And with the same breath, he says, "But you do, if you are going to be here, you do have to attend this thing. Like yeah. there's no in between. There's no just being on yeah. duty. You have to attend this dinner, which is yeah, really weird. Why? Why is it so important? They well, this why would you do this that? like this order that's come from Star Starfleet that what we want the people who served in the war." To get involved and talk to him. Why? It that is pure HR getting involved in shit that they You're don't right, work it on is. the floor. <laughs> they don't work on the flop shop floor and they don't have a clue and they just think, Oh, this is a good idea. Yeah. It'd be nice if this happened. That's and absolutely also, they, what it is. And they've also gone in uh, two feet first because they haven't bothered to say, is there anyone who would like to volunteer who served in the war? To yeah. Kind of go is there anyone who like, is so traumatized by the war that putting them in that situation would be dangerous yeah. to their health? Yeah. yeah. But like some people probably would volunteer like, because they want that. Yeah, some people life. would. You see, you yeah. see it right at the, you see right at the start of the episode when this guy, guy beans on board, Mabinga has a panic attack. Yeah, exactly. He has a full-on panic attack. A serious panic attack, yeah. And, yeah, and and this is another thing with the Klingon guy. Like, I don't know if it is a lack of self-awareness or whether it is this 
self-righteousness that he can help Mabenga. But it's like you can clearly feel what the atmosphere is at this dinner. Just let the guy walk out and leave it. But it's like, no, I'm going to grab him by the arm, which is breaking a physical barrier that you shouldn't be breaking with a guy in this situation. And I'm going to tell him I want to do judo with him. And I know that Starfleet will probably say, you've got to do judo with him. So it's just... It's either that he's completely unaware of what he's doing, or he's so up on himself that he genuinely thinks my skill as a healer is going to transcend any problems this guy might have. Either way, he's wrong, and he's going to pay for it later, but we'll get there. That's the thing. I, I, like, I, thought, I thought that they were going to do a thing of uh, maybe linking it to something, which is I think might have fit even better. It's like maybe he'd linked it to some sort of mystic, like some sort of specific thing he'd learned, some sort of specific path. But it was a bit vague that he just found redemption. It wasn't mm. like that there was any yeah. particular path well, he was following. It's, it's like what Georgie says there. What I didn't like was that you never really found out if the general had changed. Mm. He lied. But he, <clears throat> do we know if... But oh, probably, that, I, I thought the I think it, was I that think he had it, changed, but he just he lied about that fact to yeah. try and sell this new idea of peace. Yeah, I, I got the impression that he believed in the cause that he was espousing, but mm. in order to be taken seriously by Klingons to do that, he had to lie about his past so that he could create this narrative. So I, I do think he'd changed, but I also think... Th- there were parts of him that he was trying a bit too hard to suppress and he was a bit too self-righteous with it. Um, but I, but like, again, that just makes him a, a wonderfully rich well, character, so I, I enjoyed that. Like, I think the thing with, with him is that he didn't do this... Like, he's been accused of this, but he was actually a coward, which is yeah. back with the Klingons. Exactly, so and that's he, why he has to lie. And that and that's why he has to lie, but and he's made another excuse for it to the Federation because he can't he can't um, go back in his own head. He can't go back to the Klingons because he's a coward. He's, yeah, he's that's a good point. He, he's sort so of he, uh... he's defected because of dishonor. Yeah, because he's dishonorable, and then he's lied about why he's defected. You're right. Yeah. He is a really, really good character, especially for a one-episode character to have yeah. so many layers that we can start to pick apart. It's great. Your Megas uh, written an essay. <laughs> I don't know if you want to put it on screen. Well, right, it's it's on the YouTube page. We we yeah. may not have time to read it all, it, but it's basically saying how you. It, like agreeing with us that you wouldn't put war vets in no that absolutely you situation. wouldn't no should you um, I think there's, there's also I, I, I do like the fact that he it kind of plays into the fact that he is a um, like he has used this as a bit of a PR thing you know? like even if he mm. believes in peace he, he has built it on the back of a lie and the, to mix up uh, Mbenga into that and have him actually being the one who killed those people, he's got all the guilt of killing them and then this hatred that he's kind of celebrating the worst day of his life. The, the, yeah, the, the oh, day exactly, the yeah. monster. 
uh, it's just so rich and yeah like you say it's, uh, it's got so many layers to it yeah and then back in the the flashbacks then first of all there's the Andorian guy or the Ana guy oh, and looks so cool like he's in the I thought maybe he was going to be section 31 because his badge didn't have an icon in the middle of it but it wasn't a black badge but it turns out he's like special forces or something and it's Black Ops. Black Ops. And we, we have had Rich. all these things about Mabenga, and it's like, oh, have you got the, the special drug? And, yeah, it, oh, we need the we need the ghost. Like. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love the look of this. It, it's proper, like, old-school-looking Andorian, which yeah. I really like. Yeah. No, it was really cool. And, and we get an explanation for what that drug was. It's pain inhibitors and adrenaline. And you know what? I'm happy that it's just that and it's not something where there's going to be a massive season-long conspiracy about what it is. I, it, it's just yeah, a performance it, enhancer and yeah, that's that. It's adrenaline and painkillers and I'm happy with that. It's not space magic. Yes, me too. <laughs> and I'm also happy it's not, oh, well, we... We, we, just space drugs. We got this from the body of Zephram Cochrane <laughs> after he was sucked through a wormhole by Apollo. Yeah, I'm glad it was nothing and been, like that. And he'd been, been making out with the companion for... Yeah, exactly. Years. So, yeah, I was... And then they gave birth to the first Q, and then they milked it, and this is its milk. Hmm? <laughs> and then, yeah, so then we get the judo, and it's like, the, this one's on Mabenga a little bit. It's like, you, yeah, you shouldn't have agreed to this, Mabenga. Like, I think he probably wanted to look the guy in the eye and get a feel for him, well, and, like, why is he was, taking credit I, I, for it? And Yeah, that's right, it wasn't. And, like, the point that I knew there was, the first time watching it, that there was something really dodgy about was when Mabenga asked what asked what the names were. Mm. They went. They were just uh, uh, they were just nobody because a Klingon would have known everyone's name. Yeah, true. Yeah, I thought. Well, I thought that. Was <laughs> Sorry. Um, we know what the uh, magic portion is. Klingon spit plus gone through Vulcan nipple juice equals super soldier serum. Yep, yeah, thank you. That'd do it. <laughs> also, a lovely cocktail. Yeah, that's it. That was the missing ingredient from what um, Mariner was trying to make last week. Um, yeah, so you do get this judo thing and it's all very tense and everything and yeah i think i think it is an extension of that whole thing that uh, mbenga says earlier about um he won't keep me from the captain's table i don't think mbenga wants to be the one to say no to anything like that would be no. breaking down that would be yeah sort of omitting a surrender of some description and he can't do that so even though he wouldn't seek out situations to be around him he doesn't want to surrender anything to by not yeah. being there not not like every bit of his Starfleet duty he's going to do in spite of this guy I think he also kind of wants to see like I know this guy is the official story is that this happened but will he lie to my face if I ask him about it like yeah. if I ask him did you kill your men is he going like, to look me in the eye and say it like at this point the first time watching, I I did, had no clue where it was going at the end. No. But all the things that the Klingon guy said were suddenly, hold on, you don't know. Yeah. You're lying in some way 
Here. Yeah, exactly. You can't name names. You don't know who fought the, the strongest. You know his, you know his uh, family to a uh, hundred generations if he'd been the... That's hardest. true. Yeah, it's it is it's it's one of them where on second watch it does all take on a a different meaning. Yeah, it does. And then we get like the I mean back in the flashbacks you do get this almost ridiculously sort of macho action scene where it's like it's, they've established that he's mates with this guy and he he's talked to him about well we have to fight so that our families can have peace and everything. That's great. And that answers the question of sort of how did Starfleet justify a war kind of thing. Yeah. But then you get Mabenga like... and he, he takes the knife and he's like, I'm going to go kick off. It's like in 24 yeah. when Jack's like, right, I've had enough. <laughs> Speaking of which, I've been watching that real-time it, Idris Elba like... hijack thing. Jack Barrett have had that sorted in two episodes. Seven episodes it's took Idris. I was about to say getting the knife is off to be a bit like the big two with Jason Statham. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry, just very quickly, is that show good? That, that, that it's uh, decent, yeah. yeah. But Jack Jack Bauer would have had it, would have had it. It 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 cracked the case. The one time Jack Bauer was involved in a plane hijacking, which he did, the plane were back on the ground by the end of the next hour. Is all I'm saying. Come on, Idris, has, need to work Idris, faster. Does Idris even have a Chloe? He, no, he hasn't. He hasn't got a person. He hasn't got. Yeah, exactly. He's got no one to go. Damn it, Chloe! You need to get me the yeah. Um. So no. Anyway, but no. Yeah, it's worth watching. Worth watching. Anyway. Um. So then we get the confrontation between Mabenga and Ra again right at the end, and yeah, I did not see this coming. Um, no, it's, it's yeah. like this is like. Ultimate curveball. Yeah, and this, I, this is the one where I, I do I do feel like this is particularly this moment as well as this episode in general. This is where I'm feeling like this is a lot for Star Trek. I I don't know like how I feel about yeah, this like Trek. just sort of winding it back a little bit. Like right at the start of the scene, I just love how Mabenga's almost pleading with him. He's just like, "Will you please leave me alone?" Mm. Like. Oh. Because yeah, he, so he knows that this is not going to end well in one way or another. Yeah. And it's like, look, I'm warning you, just just please. This, this is not good. Off your fuck, come on. But then you've I've got... All, I've, all, I've beaten you at Kung Fu. I know I'm stronger than you. I know I can. I am more battle. Yeah. I can beat you in, in a fight. And then you've got this There's self-righteousness no again from Ra, where he's like... We can work together and we don't have to be friends, but we can be colleagues. And it, 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 me and you go. Yeah, it's just you. You have just completely misjudged this situation and you almost feel sorry for him a little bit because he is trying to do something good. But it's like you've just really picked the wrong guy to try. And he did warn you, you know. He was he he's basically he's season one Shakar and Lando from Babylon Five. Mm. Like it was like series in and there was yeah. a lot of blood under the uh oh, under yeah. the floorboards before they could make a piece and like sign the treaty but on different pages. But you have to earn that. You can't just go straight in there. Yeah, absolutely. And oh, just while we're talking about Babylon Five, Shakar has one of the Can best I? arcs of any character I've ever seen. But Anyway, sorry, Elliot.
but Jakaz is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Right, Can I just put the show babies next one? Because, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so since you're as soon as Fleet finds out your planet has dilithium space oil, you're about to get <laughs> occupied. Nice military force to help you protect that sweet, sweet space juice. Absolutely, space juice yeah. makes the first magic space magic happen. It does actually. We need to, uh, yeah, as well as slippery yeah, nipples yeah, yeah, or whatever it was. And then, why oh, I'm not a slippery nipple for ages. <laughs> then Liar. we see the way this scene is is presented, and everything's really, really good. Like we see Mabenga open the chest with the knife, but we don't see him take it out. And then we cut to this view through frosted glass. And we don't see exactly what happens. We see that there's an argument and a bit of pushing, but we don't yeah. see who draws the knife. We don't see Do you want that? if he actively stabs him. It's I think it's done so well. The only thing that spoiled it for me to some extent, and it may be just the way my cinema brain is not going fast enough, is we've got kind of a point of view shot of Nurse Chapel and it appears that she's seen what's going on through the frosted glass and then as soon as the stabbing happens she's in the frame next to Mabenga and I'm like well how did she get there so fast she must have had to go round whatever the frosted glass the was they have air transporters uh, an instant transport. instant transporter is it, is it there's uh, is, there's transporters in uh, sick That's all right then. If it's an instant personal transporter that has no transporter effect to it, then that's sick bay has uh, transporters. Yeah, and it has to have them for medical emergencies. Okay, so it can beam about around sick bay. So it's not, not just a not quick a edit. Okay, that's no. fine. Um, so yeah, I just think it's all really, really cleverly done and leaving a bit of ambiguity there. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I, we had an, in, it's so we had an interesting story chat about this as well, me and James, and we came up with a really nice uh, okay, do head cannon. That how can like why haven't they got CCTV to see oh, these yeah. rooms? to review what's actually happened instead of listening to somebody's oh, word on it. He purposely, he purposely took them into a blind spot. No. They've done away with recording people mm -hmm. like that. They're not allowed to anymore because there's been too many claims for privacy. That's in it. The past. That's all. all. Starfleet being goody-goody and nicey-nicey that you don't record people in the privacy. That's it. You can't. It's all because of litigation. They probably have, yeah. But I think they have used security. I'm sure they've used security cameras before, but you could say it was in a limited area. Yes, yeah. I know, but... No, 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 that, that, hey, no, that fits everything. Because then you've got a record, but it's yeah. got blind spots where you can get caught. If they, they had CCTV in Star Trek, we'd have so many less of the courtroom episodes, which would be a shame. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, well... Oh, sugar, I've gone with... Uh, which bit we were talking about? We were talking about Dr. Mabenga stabbing the guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I don't, I don't like the... Oh, sorry. Um, Painkiller kind of uh, distractions. Uh, but, yeah. I Again, it's sort of back to the same objection in a way, but it's like... I hope we do find out 
what happened and that was that Nabenga didn't do it. I, no, I, I, I don't I, like no no but with Royal I don't like this ambiguity. I know it's like usually I do like this idea of kind of leaving it up to the viewer, but in this case, again it just I don't want my Star Trek heroes to, to be this. I, I and I know again you can make the argument about Cisco and loads of kind of Faustian deals mm-hmm. that other characters have made. But this seems particularly brutal and I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's because it's so real world it feels a bit more serious somehow. Oh, your mega makes a good point there. Yeah, it is a, a medical thing, yeah. Yeah, they they are in sick base, so there would be additional privacy. That's a yeah, very good nice. point. I mean, it doesn't explain all the other episodes where they could have And I think also it. security would override <laughs> it in this case. But, but anywho. So then you get these, like... Uh, I don't use this word deliberately as a bad pun, but like post-mortem scenes, basically, where you've got Nurse Chapel's... She knows what's happened, and she seemed, she's definitely lying because she's saying he started the fight, the Klingon, and... Uh, did he? Um, I think Mabenga yeah. was kind of the instigator, or it looked like he was. He, would, he seemed to be the instigator of the physical side of the yeah. fight. Um, I think I think um, I think it's the bottom line is Nurse Chapel is one hundred percent stuck up for Mabinga. Yeah, I yeah. think she has, and, and she's stuck up, stuck up for him because they went through shit on Jagal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's definitely yeah. Uh, no matter what happened, and, whether and or not she, he he um, finished him off. Uh, not like that. Uh, whether or not he finished him off, I don't think. I think she was definitely shining on there at the beginning. That like, I'm not sure. If it, I think. Her. I think Chapel also knows that Mbenga was the merge, the butcher of Dubai. Oh, I'm sure she does. Yeah, all the time. That's yeah, I think she knows that. And because she took the same serum as him in the in yeah episode one of season two, and she said, "Is this the last time we're doing this?" Yeah, no, I think... So she's done it with... So she's done this with him. Oh, she was definitely aware of that serum, but it's... Uh, yeah, I didn't think about it, but I think that's very possible, yeah. She's like the hit actually, girl. She did, so. Actually, no, she did know he was going in because she took the serum and he told her not to beat him out until the absolute last Yeah, he did. Um, so I, it's just occurred to me there that the fact that he stabs him with the knife that's got the blood of all the thing, that solidifies the lie that this guy's been telling so I wonder if we'll touch on that in future episodes that this guy will become like a martyr and a a paragon of peace and it'll inspire lots of good things and how will Mabenga feel about that it's it's ironic that he has done more to advance this guy's legacy by killing him with his own knife there's a this is an interesting As long as one. they're going back to it, as long as they're not going to leave Nubenga in that place. Mm. Just, this is an interesting view on it. I right. think there's more conversation going on before the stab- okay. stabbing. The Cleveland killed himself and asked Nubenga to help him out, so the doctor gave him Dagny and he killed himself because of honour. Maybe. Because Nubenga said, no, you're a liar. I am this guy. You are totally lying. Yeah, could have been. We could have missed missed a, a section of the conversation, and yeah, there could definitely be more to it. 
Yeah, that'd be interesting if we do explore it again in the future. And Mbenga does swear to and Mbenga does swear to Pike. No, I did not kill him. Mm. I yeah, was something in the way it. he said that. I think that we are going to revisit this. That I, I think we will. Thinking, you're right. That was one of the points which really made me because he goes, I didn't get like, it seemed like that was something that. that he, no, he doesn't say I didn't kill him. He, he says, I didn't start the fight, but I'm glad he's dead. No, no he does say. Yeah. I'm sure he says I did. Hey, no, he doesn't say outright he didn't kill him. Um, And this, to me, raises something. Isn't there one of the questions which isn't about starting the fight? I'm sure there's, like, about stabbing him or something. I'm sure there's a line. There's something. Maybe. I mean, I'd have to rewatch it, but that was the bit I remembered. Yeah. This, to me, speaks a little bit. I think they're doing something subtle with Pike that... You know, we see him as this brilliant paragon of the Federation, and I think what they're establishing is that how true he is to Federation ideals is something of a a character flaw. And we got that in the season one finale where we saw that his approach wasn't as good as Kirk's in that particular situation. And we're getting it here that, you know, he's saying, well, there's tribunals, there's things like that. And Mabenga is sort of, you know, usually we see eye to eye on everything, but I disagree here. And I think not necessarily a character flaw, but maybe a bit of a a blind spot in Pike that he just sees it the Starfleet way and finds it hard to maybe look at things another way. And I just wonder if this is a, a little thread that we're going to carry on with Pike. So I'm going to be keeping an eye an eye on that and see if we get any more of this as we go on. Yeah, because I did. Uh, I thought actually the way it manifested this week was quite interesting. His kind of Starfleet kind of um, obedience. It's like usually it's because Starfleet is so aligned with what he thinks and what he believes. Mm. So even though he is towing the Star Trek, the, the Starfleet line, it's because it's what he believes in his heart anyway. First time where I felt like he was pushing an agenda which wasn't his own, mm, which yeah. was a different thing for Pike. Actually, I didn't like Pike in a couple of moments of this, which is really weird because Anson Mount, as I always say, is so enjoyable yeah. and so likable in the character. <laughs> He's actually a little bit shitty middle management in this episode a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, um, it was almost, I, I kind of like they yeah. did it because it's like no one's perfect and this is like a little chink in his armor here. Yeah, it was that, that it was following a. It wasn't fighting hard enough against Starfleet's orders to make nice. his to make his crew members do something. Yeah. yeah, and that's it. He's not keeping his crew safe. Like, I mean, and as I it turns out, he'll keep the ambassador safe. But that's another question. Maybe, maybe he knew it a little bit as well because, like, he there was just something feeling very uncomfortable about him in this episode, and maybe it was that he he knew that this wasn't quite right. He was caught between maybe. wanting to actually prove that. Starfleet can make peace with anyone. Yeah. Yeah. And the feelings of his own crew. I think he was maybe a bit torn here, but it just yeah. Yeah, it felt like the first time that Pike wasn't being himself. Yeah. He wasn't being yeah, he was he was following orders because he agrees yeah. he agrees with the ideals of Starfleet, which is and Ortega says it, and so does the Steppel, the big old sort of like thing of Starfleet, the overreaching thing is they want to have peace with everybody. Yeah, but so he's trying to follow the Starfleet orders because he agrees with that principle. But in the minuscule, 
it doesn't work. No, it doesn't in this in but this so particular. Was, so he was uh, fighting. Mm. That's mm. and that's probably why he seems very weird. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing that I I've found odd, not a character thing, but just the the plotting of it is that it's a little bit too neat. Like, oh, Lan's completed a report. There might be an inquest, but don't worry. It's like a big ambassador who you've been <laughs> told you have to keep has just got killed. And I think yeah. there will be input ramifications. I think, like you're saying, yeah. it was rushed in this, within the episode. It just so. all seems a bit, think, well, there'll I, be an inquest, but I don't think, worry, it's right. I think that's going back to, like, it's, I know we're used to things with streaming now, but that's going very back to sort of like original series days. No, it is. In fact, TNG days with episodes where it all has to wrap up and finalise. No, it does. And, and it's very traditional TV. It is, but I just think that the the magnitude of what's happened... Um have given it a minute in screen time. Yeah, maybe, and, and it's just a bit maybe, too... Uh, well, there'll be an investigation, maybe, but don't worry. Well, Maybe next week, uh, Mabenga will write an opera about it. Ah, that'd be well, good. See, there you go. <laughs> you know what I find really patchy about this? And it could see well. it all to us. Now, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know I there's absolutely no chance we'll get sick singing in a Star Trek episode. No, absolutely not. out there that it could possibly happen. You never know. <laughs> well, what's truly batshit about this is, I mean, and I get you want to put different episodes next to each other, but you've got fun crossover partly animated uh, hijinks in space uh, to do with some you know, fun old-fashioned time travel with portals and stuff then you've got torture war we've got ptsd <laughs> and then oh musical it's 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 a bit of a weird roller coaster we're going on in tone here it is, yeah. is a, and i'm just thinking this is a really another really good point we should the writing is one. The writing one hundred percent was too slapped together. They could have spread it out over several episodes. Yeah, they could have done. Yeah. So you learnt who the general was before. They could have done, but I think again, it's... like more out of the general story. It would have been nice to have him peppered in a bit more. Yeah, yeah. maybe so. But again, it's Strange New Worlds isn't isn't that show, is it? So no. you, had the, you had the earlier episode with Klingons in the series. You, could you did. You could have yeah, had him. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, episode yeah, one, you could have had him there. Yeah, you could have done. Anyway, well, well, let's see what happens next it's also week. Just availability and stuff. Like, let's also remember this was filmed over COVID, mm -hmm. so you have actors availabilities when you can get them in. Mm, yeah, it would have been maybe been nice to have him cameo somewhere. I don't know. I mean, for me, it worked. It's one of them. I, it's, I, I think it's a great episode. It's really dark. There's a there's a few things that it'd be nice to have a bit more. Yeah. And, and the ending is brushed under the table a bit too. It um, is. T-O-S-T-N-G. Yeah. And episode of the week style yeah. has to be wrapped up in, in an episode. But there's no reason that we aren't going to revisit this. Like, we. I think we need. Like, well, we saw in episode one the Benguin Chapel take the serum. 
so they could fight the Klingons. So and then and then we thought, oh, where's that come from? And we've totally forgotten about it till now. Mm. Oh, I knew and that. There's was no playing. reason. No, but there's no so. reason why this can't be addressed in season Yeah, absolutely. No, I, 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 I think certainly, more of it. I think certainly a stunning hour of TV, like I say. I, uh, it was, really. This is, dark, this is darker than I cared Star Trek to usually get for my personal taste. Mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think it would be very enjoyable, though, if we do revisit it, ideally before the end of this series, because... I, I just want some. I, I think I don't. No, no, um, wait, 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 wait. Some... Just because I want some closure on the storyline, just for my personal feeling. I'm not saying uh, we're gonna. I'm just saying I think it would have been nice because. Well, we got a few episodes like two. Okay, so why can the last episode be a? Because uh, uh, they <laughs> they've got an arc on PTSD in this uh, series. I think I I mean remember we've got the lingering threat of the gone out there. So yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the ghost has to make a reappearance if the the gone need taking care of. But but I th- I think certainly it's um yeah I think after we've had a resolution to Mbenga's kind of pain, which he's still very much in as his nurse chapel, I think I'll feel well, a bit more it, easy about this episode because it is just so painfully dark. Isn't it really interesting though what they've done with Mbenga because mm. season one. He was such a soft man and he was all about his daughter and really gentle. And now we've got him, he's, he's this kick-ass war hero. Oh, still waters run deep. That's really just made me realise there's, there's an irony to him deleting that person in the pattern buffer because he does that to someone but then keeps his daughter in a pattern buffer, you know, so there's no way he didn't think... I killed a guy who was in this situation and now I'm using the, the exact same yeah. thing to keep my daughter alive. Up, how do we not pick up on this before? That's genius. I don't know, oh. that, that just occurred to me there. Because that's that's why I think, I was going to say, just to tag up on what Elliot was saying as well, I think what is so good is it is a, a new side we're seeing to the character, but it's so in keeping. In the first mm-hmm. series, we had enough nods to the fact that he was a deeper it's, guy and that he had more going on, more kind of pain maybe in his past. Like it, you know, you've got the feeling of that, enough suggestions that when they reveal it now, it doesn't feel like completely sprung on you. They had to do some texture work on it, mm-hmm. but it's still a huge surprise to know all this about his backstory. Yeah. 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 Well yeah that, actually, yeah, I hadn't thought that's how he keeps his stuff. Yeah, like, that's good to me. Genius, um, yeah. Yeah, fucking Scotty did, didn't invent that. No, exactly. Anyway, I think we'll wrap up there then, and we've got the musical episode next week. Uh, uh, but if you want, I, did, I saw a screenshot. No, oh. uh, and it was really good because they had um, oh, Paul. I can't remember his surname. He plays Luke. Uh, Paul Wesley. Paul Wesley. They had him in a like a gangster suit. Uh-huh, and yeah. Saying, like, and they were saying, like, if he's not in this musical episode singing Rocket Man with a cigarette in his hand, they are missing a serious yeah. trick. I think that might have been... I that think, would be sweet. I think that might have been Jeremy from the Star Trek Wars podcast who put that one out right. there. I did see that, and I just thought, yeah... <laughs> They are missing a trick if they don't have him. Yeah, that would be very, very good. If they don't have him singing Rocket Man in a musical episode, 
singing it like I'd sing Rocket Man. Now, I think I'm amazing. William Shatner thinks he's amazing. Let's leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> and Elliot makes William Shatner look amazing. No, no. <laughs> so, musical episode next week. If you want to get in touch with us in the meantime, we're at Retrek Pod on X, where retrekpod at gmail.com. Elliot's got Retrek Model Studios on YouTube. And Dr. Squee, what have we got going on with the Dr. Squee show? Oh, and you've got your toy box. I've got my Kingy's toy box YouTube, but nah. I, I would like to say that I have just had some new models delivered. Oh, there we go. I have got the Stingray Titan submarine. Yep. Right. Uh, well, just quickly, I don't have anything set up for the show just yet, but uh, so I, I think I've just perhaps got to the stage where I could actually conduct an interview for an hour because painkillers and, and pain can be You've done well tonight, man. You have done very well. Honestly, there's been a, a couple of times I felt like I've completely late, <laughs> so thank you. That's good to hear. It's all right. <laughs> We've got this injection that's adrenaline and pain suppressant, yeah. so if you need a bit of that. It's made from. It's, you don't want to know why it's made. No, from, absolutely so not. I think I said last week on the show. I was on the roadside. They like injected me with morphine three times. I'm going. When does this stuff kick in? When, when? When's the space magic kick in? Nothing. It didn't even <laughs> touch the side. Anyway, um, Doctor Scree. Middle mic bloody plug. Fuck off. Uh, the Doctor Scree right. show. <laughs> Tuesday, I didn't mean. Seven pm. To, I'm really kidding. The Doctor Squee Show, Tuesday, 7pm to 8pm, sw20radio.co.uk, uh, drsquee.com. And I just want to very quickly say thank you so much to people who've uh, donated to my um, Just Giving uh, or GoFundMe. really has made a huge difference in a difficult time. It's made it sort of from a literally financially impossible time to just a financially really difficult time, which is amazing. I know that that's not meant in any nasty way. That's great. Like, and just you no, know, absolutely. Difficult, difficult we can deal with. Impossible is a bit more difficult. So thank you, everyone. Thanks to Kingy for saying it up. Mm. Uh, sorry, Ellie, I was only joking about fuck off. No, I, 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 I pressed the button. <laughs> it came way harsher than I meant. <laughs> I pressed the wrong button. You, know, you ever say something, you go, whoa, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> and just to remind everyone, we, uh, we will be attending Destination Trek and we will be doing Retrek Top Trumps. So if you come in there, we will see you there. And thanks for trekking with us this time. We will see you next time on the Retrek. Thank you and goodbye. LLAP. And drag off, I was trying I'm to sorry, I hit Jeez, the button a bit I, I, too early again. Uh, That's I, I, why I've left us running. Don't worry. So there you go. We'll Drag edit on. it. I'll edit it back in. You'll get to say it. Don't worry, I apologise. <laughs> We've had technical Drag issues. On. Just leave this on the end, it's fine. We're going. We're going. Gone.